You may find this hard to believe, but 60 songs that explain the 90s, America's favorite poorly named music podcast is back with 30 more songs than 120 songs total. I am your host, Rob Harvilla, here to bring you more shrewd musical analysis, poignant nostalgic reveries, crude personal anecdotes, and rad special guests, all with even less restraint than usual. Join us once more on 60 Saws That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Monday edition of East Coast Bias 2 to 3. In the house, Joe House, currently out of the office. So you have Raheem Palmer. You have J.J. John Jastrzemski. Dream, it was a fantastic weekend. We'll get to what was the highlight for me, hands down, which is a couple extra bucks in my pocket from what transpired in the golf tournaments. But so much for high stakes and so much for high drama when it comes to these two NBA playoff series. The Nuggets go and take game three against the Lakers and win outright. And Dream, I'm still waiting for the Boston Celtics to show up in game three uh, against the Miami Heat. That was pathetic, dude. I mean, that was a team, and everybody said it, from Barkley to Van Gundy to anybody on Twitter. We were texting with the pod father. He said the same thing. The Celtics flat out quit in that game, dude. They quit on their coach. They quit. It was embarrassing. It was pathetic. Anybody's going to try to tell you otherwise did not watch the same game we watched. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, this Celtics team has been the the same team that we've seen all year. You know, like, we kind of gloss over the regular season, but they had a game where they played the Oklahoma City Thunder. They had all of their starters. Oklahoma City, they benched a lot of players, and they lost by, like, 50. So that's the type of thing that we've seen from this team. They built bad habits, and when their three-pointer isn't going in, you see a team that can't win any other way. You know, their def- their defense just isn't the same. Last night, they were 11 of 42 from behind the arc, 26%. At one point, I mean, Jalen Brown, this guy is super max eligible, and he's been absolutely abysmal. I mean, in this series, 37% from the field, 10% from three, 50% free throw shooting percentage. He has a per, a player efficiency rating of 4.3. 
11 turnovers, 10 assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. I mean, there was one play last night where they ran a set and then Jalen Brown breaks off the set and just shoots like a, a 35 foot three. So it's just this Celtics team is completely dead. And I wonder if this is the end of this Tatum Brown era. I think it's a fair question to have. Um, that's something the Celtics are going to have to evaluate come off season time. They clearly whiffed. I know they were in a bad spot. I know it wasn't as easy as, hey, there are so many great established coaches out there after the whole Ime Udoka situation unfolded. But Missoula is so far in over his head. He is so overmatched. He's just not, he's not ready to coach at the NBA level with a team with that sort of talent and that sort of expectation. But I want to hit you on this because we didn't do a pod since game three. And I looked at this line. It just kept skyrocketing, Raheem. It kept skyrocketing to the point where I'm on Sunday. I'm finishing up the golf. And I pull up the FanDuel app. And I said, holy smokes, dude. The Celtics are laying four and a half against the Heat. What what am I missing here? I bet the Heat, full disclosure, you know I like the Heat. And I thought that they were undervalued going into the Eastern Conference Finals. But Raheem, you want to explain this one to me? How in the world did that line close at around four yesterday? That's nuts to me. Well, I mean, typically in a desperation spot, I mean, I know a lot of times when you're looking at, you know, teams down 0-2, they normally have a home game. So, you know, teams, you know, down 0-2 going home, they don't lose in that spot a ton. And, you know, we actually saw it with the Lakers. So, you know, they you were paying a premium there. But it looks as though, you know, like, a lot of people still believed in the Celtics. I mean, you, you're coming off a game two where you have a double-digit lead and you blow it. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, just based on what we've seen from the Tatum and Brown era, this team has had some fights to them. This is the first time I've seen in this era with Tatum, Brown, Smart, all of these guys, and they just kind of just lay down. So um, I can understand why the line went up to four, four and a half, but it was a little steep. I mean, my model actually made this game Celtics minus two and a half. So I can understand why the books are married to their power rankings. I mean, you can't just, you know, completely go off of them um, just based on what we had in this series. But I think now we're getting to a point to where, you know, you kind of have to just pay respect to the to the heat. Oh, I'm glad that you mentioned that. We should be paying respect to the Miami Heat. They were a monster underdog against Milwaukee. They win the series in five games. They were a small underdog against the New York Knicks. And by the way, Raheem, my Knicks looking better and better after watching the Celtics here in this series against Miami. They go and win that series, Miami, in six games. This series, we talked about it at the outset, the Heat series price was off. The power rankings and the way that the books are looking at the Miami Heat they are putting way too much stock in what the regular season numbers and the power and a lot of these quote-unquote analytics are throwing out there. Miami's humming, dude. You know this. They got the best coach in the NBA going in, in Eric Spolstra. They got a dog in Jimmy Butler. And Raheem, it's a different guy every night. It's Max Struess. It's Gabe Vincent. Duncan Robinson is back from the dead, and he's given the Miami Heat great minutes. I know we're not going to get to a serious price yet because, listen, Denver's got to take care of business. Miami's got to take care of business. You can't have a situation in the NBA Finals now where Miami is getting plus 350 or plus 375. They cannot do that again here, Raheem. They got to give this team some damn respect, bro. Yeah, I mean, they really do. I I mean, right now, I, I think, you know, it's, it's really tough just because, I mean, honestly, like, and I, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, but even using my playoff numbers, 
my my numbers had the Celtics 10-point favorites in game one as well. So I can understand the tough position that the books are in in, you know, when, you know, booking these series prices against the Heat. Um, you know, now I think the market will probably be, when I'm looking at my numbers, I probably have it like 61% for the Nuggets, 40% from the Heat. So, so what um, does that put it at, Raheem? Like minus two hundred, minus one eighty? Yeah, it'll probably it'll probably be a little bit more than that, maybe minus two fifty or so. Um, yeah, I mean that that's seventy percent. So I guess I'm guessing you almost have to put it in that that's that I'd say like two hundred, two fifty range. <laughs> especially with Denver getting home court, and especially with the way Denver has played all year. I'm just telling you, I don't want to hear these people. Oh. It's not going to be great for ratings, but blah, blah, blah. it's going to be beautiful basketball. Jokic and what Denver is able to do, Miami and what they're able to do. Sum me up right now. If we got ourselves a Miami Heat, Denver Nuggets, best of seven series, I am here for it, bro. Let's get to you know, the Nuggets. You know what it's, it's going to do? It's going to expose all the people who really don't like basketball. And I, I think, you yeah. know, a lot of this is Good the point. fault of a lot of this is the fault of the media partners. I mean, when you look at how the NBA is marketed, and I know you're a Knicks fan, but the NBA treats the league like it's an eight-team league. You know, even when the Knicks aren't good, even when the Lakers aren't good, they'll put them on Christmas Day or primetime or, you know, m- MLK Day games over up-and-coming stars like Giannis and Jokic. So a lot of times when your media partners in the NBA is telling us no one matters except for the Lakers and the Heat, I mean, in the Knicks, this is what you get. You have people saying, you know what? The Raiders are going to be bad. Um, I'm not going to... My friend told me the other day, he was like, look, if it's Nuggets versus Heat, I'm not watching. And, you know... What kind of NBA no- fan is he? I mean, what kind of nonsense is that? And listen... Raheem, some of that is, listen, New York is a monster media market. It's number one. Los Angeles and the brand that the Lakers are is iconic with the NBA. Like, I I get that there are certain institutional brands that people want to see. Dude, the Knicks haven't been in the NBA Finals since the the 99th season. So, like, uh, come on, man. Like, there have been plenty of NBA Finals that we've watched since 1999 where the Knicks haven't been there. There have been plenty of years where, oh, by the way, the Los Angeles Lakers haven't been there. So that's that's a bunch of crap to me, dude. That's a total bunch of crap. And it's one thing if you don't have stores. Bro, you got Jokic and Bullard. These are two monster names. Exactly. You, you know, it's, it's so frustrating for me just because, I mean, we're all NFL fans. No one is saying, you know what, we're not going to watch. Um, we want to watch the Cowboys over Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's just totally ridiculous. Like, I mean, if you like sports, sports are sports. Jokic is incredible. Jimmy Butler is incredible. I'm excited for this series. You have to be. And we'll get to that probably coming up in the next couple of days when these series wrap up. Um, I do want to get to Saturday, though, and what we saw with the Lakers and the Nuggets. Uh, Raheem, I felt like the officiating did everything in their power in game three. And I was on the Lakers. I was dead wrong on a game. Couldn't have been more wrong on a game. But my narrative and my feeling was, the Lakers are going to get the better out of the whistle. The Lakers supporting cast is going to show up. Therefore, they're going to win the game. That fourth foul on Jokic is one of the worst calls I've ever seen. And then they go back and look at it, and they still don't overturn it. And yet, dude, it didn't matter in the fourth quarter. Denver is just that much better. They are vastly superior to the Lakers. They didn't even get a monster game out of Jokic, dude. And hey, guess what? They go and they win the fourth quarter going away. And they look the part of a team that is a well-oiled machine, dude. What a what a performance by the Nuggets on Saturday night. 
Yeah, I mean, and you know, a big part of that was Jamal Murray going off for 30 points in that first half. And, you know, I think he really set the tone for what you saw from the Nuggets. I mean, this Nuggets team really hasn't been great on the road. You know, you saw their defensive rating all throughout the postseason drop by almost seven points. So, you know, Jamal Murray put the team on his back you know, 30 points in that first half, 37 points in total. And the Lakers were never really able to get going, large part because, you know, D'Angelo Russell has been just absolutely abysmal. And, you know, he can't guard anybody. So if he's not scoring, I mean, he's a net negative while on the floor. And you saw in that second quarter, D'Angelo Russell didn't play the entire second quarter and the Lakers made it a game. And then for, you know, Darvin Ham, I know you're hearing the rumors. They don't want to, bench D'Angelo Russell because they're afraid that they might lose him. But maybe they should have just left him at the airport in Denver because, you know, Ham went back to that lineup in the third quarter and it just was bad for them. So I just, I think you almost kind of have to bench D'Angelo Russell and you just got to try to just get your defense together and slow them down and hope that, you know, your defense can, you know, bring down Denver's offense to the point where you can squeak out a close win. Well, you look at his stat line for the Lakers in game three. They got a monster game out of Davis. He gives them 28 and 18. Hachimura was okay. He gave you 13 points. Reeves was phenomenal. He's 7 to 10 from the field, and he gave you 23. It is amazing to me, Raheem, just the efficiency in which Denver has been able to play offensively because you look, the Lakers had a very good offensive game in game one. They had, for the most part, I know LeBron, okay, the three is still an issue. He hit a bunch. Early in the fourth quarter, where you're like, all right, maybe this is going to be LeBron's time. Maybe LeBron is, or maybe it was the third quarter. I don't even remember. It was like late third quarter, fourth quarter. All right, he's hitting the three. Maybe this is going to be King James' time. They just have had no answer being able to stop the Denver attack. And I like the Nuggets in this series. I know you like the Nuggets in this series. But has that surprised you, the just dominance that we've seen from Denver, when they go off from an offensive, you know, standpoint, spurt, you name it, there's just, there seems to be no answer and the Lakers just can't keep up. I'm not surprised. I mean, like, I think we've seen this from the Denver Nuggets all season long. They're, I mean, they're offensive juggernaut. And, you know, other than the Celtics, there really hasn't been any team who's been better offensively. And I know the Celtics haven't been good in, in this series, but when you look at the season in total, this this Nuggets offense has just been absolutely dominant. And it's led by, you know, the two-time MVP and Nikola Jokic. And then when you have Jamal Murray finally healthy, when you have Michael Porter Jr. finally healthy, I mean, you have guys like Casey. CP, you guys, guys like Brown. I mean, like they have scoring all over. And, you know, even with them, even with Aaron Gordon on the floor, who isn't really a great shooter, I mean, there's so many things that they can do. So I'm not surprised at all. I, I just think, you know, the, the Lakers got caught in a bad spot. They probably should have won game two. And when you don't win game two, you know, you, you kind of, it, it just put them in a bad spot. So um, I'm not surprised at all. All right, Raheem, before we do the 100, I'm going to throw a question at you. And it might lead into the 100. It might not lead into the 100. I don't know. But take it for what it's worth. Who is more likely to extend their series? The Lakers, who are three-and-a-half-point home favorites against the Denver Nuggets, or the Boston Celtics tomorrow night, who will be underdogs on the road against Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat? I hope that doesn't spoil the 100. Uh, but... You want to? I'll let you tie in the hundred question. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you take it from here because I might have spoiled your party. I don't know. I mean, no, you didn't spoil the party. I mean, it, it's actually the Lakers. I mean, at the end of the day, 
the Lakers haven't quit. They're a prideful team. They have, I mean, guys on the team like LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Those guys aren't quitting. And they're at home. So with them at home, naturally, they're the favorite. And what I saw from the Celtics team was, you know, on par with what we saw from the Phoenix Suns this year and last year. To me, it's an error-defining loss. It's one of those losses where I don't know if this team can ever be the same. Like, I, don't, I just don't know if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to be able to play together or you, you might have to trade smart. You definitely have to get rid of the coach. It's, it was that bad. And I just didn't see any fight from that team whatsoever. This Lakers team, I think they're going to show some pride at home. I, I really do. Now, are we going to get into the 100 now? Because I have a number. Of, I was going to say, I, 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 I want to weigh in on this. I totally agree with you. I think it is hands down without question, the Los Angeles Lakers, because of that pride aspect, the home aspect, you throw in the fact that they are a team that has LeBron James and Anthony Davis on their squad, I'm right there with you. It is the Los Angeles Lakers. If you tell me who's more likely to be playing a game five, Lakers, 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 we'll lock and step, dude. Yeah, now, um, without a doubt. It's so, 100 time. Okay, Let's do so- it. We had, a, we had a number of different picks. I mean, yesterday we went 2-0. We had Caleb Martin over one and a half made threes. That cashed in the first quarter. And then we also had the Boston Celtics Miami Heat over 214. Um, you know, that cashed with a, a, a crazy fourth quarter. I mean, it looked like it was going under in the second half when the Celtics started to quit. But the fourth quarter, we got extended garbage time, both teams making threes. So that was beautiful. So we are now 43-36-1, plus $262. We're holding about 2% of our 79 wagers. Um, it's not great, but I mean, at the end of the day, you holding 2%. I don't think, you know, too many people are going to complain about that. I just wish we were doing a little bit better. But anyway, we got three picks for today. Denver Nuggets, Los Angeles Lakers, under 224 and a half. You know, this desperation spot for the Lakers. Lakers at home. They're holding teams to, you know, 94 points per, per one of possessions. And if you ask me, if Jamal Murray didn't score 30 in that first half of game three, I think the Lakers, you know, this this game would have been a lower scoring game. Um, so I'm expecting a lower scoring outburst from the Nuggets, who, I mean, they, I mean, they're just not the same team on the road. Um, and then the Lakers offense, they their offense has slowed down the last two games. They're only scoring 105 points per game, shooting 44% from the field. So I'm expecting a lower scoring game. So we're gonna go under 224 and a half. A prop that's correlated with this is Michael Porter Jr. over six and a half rebounds. If you're gonna get an under game. More often than not, you're going to get more rebounds. But Michael Porter Jr. has been cleaning up on the rebounds. I mean, he's averaging almost eight rebounds a game in the postseason and nine rebounds per game in this series. He's hit this number in six out of the last seven games, including game three, in which he had 10, 10 rebounds, which we gave out here on the 100. I'm going to continue to play this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then for the last and final pick, we're going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers first half minus one and a half. So first half. A, interesting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this, like the Lakers, they were laying three and a half for the first half in game three. And now they're laying one and a half. I just think we're getting some value here. I mean, this Nuggets team, they're just 22 and 25 straight up on the road versus 41 and seven at home. And I still think if Jamal Murray didn't put up 30 in the first half, I think the Lakers might have had that lead in the first half in game three. And, you know, the Nuggets have seen their net rating drop from 11.6 at home to 4.4, like 4.2 on the road. So, um, and we also see their defensive rating drop from 107 to 115. So the Lakers are still dominant at home. 
I think the Lakers just, I mean, they, they come out strong, show some pride. I like that angle with the first half, especially if Denver is able to pull away in the second half. You get the effort, you get the fight out of the Lakers, but it's not like you are locked in for the idea of them going and trying to win this game. I actually think this series is over in four, Raheem, for what it's worth. I do. Yeah. I just think Denver's got too many ways to beat you. I don't disagree that the Lakers will play with some pride tonight and they're more likely to win. I just think Denver has just overwhelmed them. I really do across the board, and I think we might see that again here in game number four. All right, we'll come back, and Raheem has got to inform me about some shenanigans we saw over the weekend in the ring, and I'll inform him about a monster win I had betting some of the golf this weekend. That's coming up next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, Raheem, before we say goodbye, I know you were dying to tell me about this. I, I did not watch any of the boxing, so you got to fill me in. What insanity did I miss over the course of the weekend? So you had the undisputed championship fight between Devin Haney. He was the undisputed heavy, I mean, undisputed lightweight champion of the world. Taking on Vasily Lomachenko. Very, very, very close fight. Um, and there was a lot of controversy on the scorecards, as we see in boxing all the time. Um, me, personally, I had it scored as a draw. But, I mean, a lot of people were mad about that fight. Um, I personally had the same exact scorecard as um, 10 Cheatham, um, at least through nine rounds. Um, people thought Lomachenko won that fight. I mean, Lomachenko was, like, I mean, pretty much the busier fight fighter down the stretch. I mean, he landed, you know, I mean, his combinations towards the end of the fight, he actually had Devin Haney hurt. Um, so it was a really interesting fight. Um, a lot of people thought Lomachenko won. I mean, you had one judge call it 116-112 for Devin Haney. I actually think they need to run it back. So um, one thing, uh, JJ, I know you don't bet too much boxing, um, but if you're betting boxing, you got to know that the judging is probably, it's probably the worst in any other sport. I mean, like you could be watching one thing, 
and the, the judge will tell you something completely different. But and see something totally different. Oh, that's not ideal. Now, were you on the right side of this fight or on the wrong side of this so fight? So I actually didn't bet the fight, but um, you know, we did the Devin Haney interview the other day on the Ringer Gambling Show, and I actually gave out Devin Haney by decision, and I also gave out the draw. Those were my leans. So I mean, Devin Haney ended up winning by decision. Um, I actually, I mean, I thought the draw was the best bet though, 20 to one. And we almost got there. If, if Lomachenko hadn't taken off the 12th round, I mean, we would have had a draw and, and cash those 20 to one wages, but I didn't bet it. They, they, they were just leans for me. So, um, a lot of, up, a lot of big upcoming fights coming up this summer. Oh, you're going to have to inform me on what I'm doing. You're going to have to give me my plan of action, Raheem, and we'll take it from there. Uh, you know what I hit on this weekend? Yes. Yeah. Kepka, baby. 21 Ooh. to 1 to win the PGA championship. Let's go. That that's 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 incredible. I wish I had trailed you. I think you you gave that out the other day. I just wish I had We did. I, I gave out three that I liked with House. I gave out Cam Young, who didn't make the cut. I gave out Keegan Bradley, who had one really good day and then completely spit the bit. But Kepka is always live in these majors, Raheem. And I could guarantee you this: you're not gonna get 21 or 22 to 1. Uh, the next time Brooks Koepka is playing in a major, that dude is completely back, man. The knee is all the way there and was money down the stretch, dude. Money on Saturday, money on Sunday. Fantastic golf from Brooksy. That's incredible. Look, you had an incredible weekend, so I'm excited to hear that. Well, listen, hopefully we'll keep the good vibes going. Best of luck with the hundreds coming up over the next couple of days. We will be back with House after game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll see if the Boston Celtics have any pride We'll see if we're talking about a game five in either one of these series. Actually, I got, I got a question before you go. I got actually, I got a okay. question for you. Um, I like a question. Western Conference Finals MVP. Jamal Murray is plus 165. Jokic is minus 220. Are you taking any of those? Oh, that's a very good question. I'm going to say Jamal Murray. Yeah. I feel like he's had a series. I feel like he's had his moment. I'm going to say, now NBA Finals, I think it might be Jokic's time, but I, I'm going to say Jamal Murray here at the plus 165. Even if you get a monster game out of Jokic, it's got to be that monstrous for him to go and win that award, Raheem, if they're going to win tonight. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, plus 165 is a bargain. So, I mean, if you guys want to jump on that, they have that at FanDuel right now. You can go get that. I like that. A parting thought before we say goodbye. Good job by the Wargon Warrior. Good job, Raheem. We'll chat Wednesday. JJ, signing off. Be good, everybody. <laughs> 